Good morning, folks. This is Scott Colborn with Exploring Unexplained Phenomena. You know my interest rate is really high, right? That's right. You have so many people out there that are interested in you. Your interest rate is very, very high. You are Mr. Shorney. You are off the charts. <laughs> By the way, uh, have you even tried that coffee yet? I just yet? had a sip. See, what do you think? I said, good. said it was, I, I made it strong, but not as strong as I used to have it given to me. <laughs> yeah, this is some French roast from a good friend, and thank you very much. Yes, it is strong. What do you folks have in your uh, coffee or teacup this morning? This is Scott Colborn with Exploring Unexplained Phenomena. 35 years of practice in saying that with uh, my buddy Jim Shorney, and it's our first show of 2020. What do you think about this thing saying law enforcement says you shouldn't shorten the year to just 2-0 because you can have fraud? What do you think? I think that's probably good advice. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I really do. Um, I I remember some of the lessons they taught us in high school about writing checks and what not to do and so on and so forth. And the bottom line is you don't want to leave any extra space where a, a fraudster could write in whatever they want. So we got to get used to writing 2020. Mm -hmm. That used to be a reference to perfect vision also. Yeah. Uh, or at least vision that was not needing to be aided. So we hope that everybody, through the benefits and fruits of our program, enjoys 2020 vision inside and outside this year. Mm -hmm. Sure. How'd I do? Is that that's, good? that's great. Okay. And I still have the five bucks? We'll, we'll talk later. Okay. Uh, starting us off, as she normally does on the right foot, is Charlene with the Capital Humane Society. And she should be right there. Hi, Charlene. Good morning. How are you? Doing well. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you and the crew. <laughs> oh, boy, you. it can be so exciting that you folks are on the front lines of um, a guy, a gal, a couple, a family. They walk in, and they've got that eagerness. They're there to get a pet. Isn't that so much fun? It is. It's so nice. Yesterday, I saw a little guinea pig go home with the sweetest girl, and she was so happy. And we just love when we see those animals going to a loving family. Well, we've got the uh, website Capital Humane Society uh, opened up here, and it's capitalhumanesociety.org in case you guys and gals want to follow along. Now, what's coming up in January here? Uh, well, we have several fun events coming up. Um, we do have fundraisers, so we'll be doing um, our, let's see, I think it's a, a, a high V bag. Um, so the high V bags for a cause, you can go to the store on North 84th, and if you get one of those bags, then part of that uh, donation will come to Capital mm. Humane Society so we can do our work. Um, so there's always something up with events, um, different causes or dine-in events, and those are beyond the calendar, as you mentioned, at CapitalHumaneSociety.org. Uh, this is Charlene, and our segment's called Pet Talk, our very first segment for 2020. And we've got cats for adoption. Here we go. Who's our first cat of 2020? We will 
uh, start with Pretty Demi, and she is, uh, or he, excuse me, is a blue-eyed cat, a Siamese mix, peeking out of his little bed there, (laughs) (laughs) hoping to find a peaceful and loving home uh, for this year and many years down the road. Um, We hope you'll peek in and say hi soon. Okay, Demi, uh, cool cat. He's got that look like wool. Whoa, whoa, what's, who's this, huh? (laughs) Curious, but a little surprised, and he's just a little bit timid. Um, Your photographers do such a great job at capturing these cats. Just my, again, my hat off to to those folks. Demi leads us off for the first cat of 2020, and who's his buddy? Garnet and Nevada. And they are eight-month-old spayed females, very cute, kind of a muted tortoise shell or muted calico color. Uh, They do not have to be adopted together, but they are very, very close. So it would be lovely if they found a home together. Oh, sure. Uh, Yeah, they're lounging around, being adorable, just really sweet young cats. So that's not one cat embedded in another cat. That's actually two separate (laughs) Cats. But they often are just hanging out together, laying around together, taking naps, and it's just sweet. What a cute picture. Years ago, I adopted Jasmine and Sananda, and folks, it's the way to go. So I would really think about keeping these, uh, these girls together, or these uh, two cats, rather. Garnet and Nevada. You say Nevada, I say Nevada. Yeah, okay? Sure. okay. So we got Garnet and Nevada, Demi. Who's next? Smokey, and Smokey is a very handsome gray and white cat, a neutered male, about two years old, and he's always striking some adorable pose. Yesterday, some visitors were in and just laughing. He was just squeezed in his shoebox, and his little paw was hanging out, and he would just look so happy and relaxed, so he's guaranteed to keep you grinning from ear to ear. I used to have a cat named Smokey, and she looked a lot like that. Cool. Yeah? Yeah. Uh oh, I'm gonna burst into song. Oh no! Smoky on the water, a fire in the sky. You could have a pond outside, Smoky by the pond, and the sun going down. You'd have it right there, Smoky on the water. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anything for the cause? Come on, gang. We'll go with that. Demi Garnet and good. Nevada, Nevada and Smoky. These cats, you can see their pics. Click on that thumbnail sketch, and it expands up, expandomatic, and you can read more about these cats for adoption. Better yet, you can go out and see the real deal. Here's Charlene with hours open today and tomorrow. Our Pylock Pet Adoption Center is open on Saturday and Sunday from 11 to 530. Okay, when folks go out to see cats and dogs, and dogs are coming up here, what could they bring you uh, that you'd like to have for a donation? We can always use canned cat food, especially the pate style. Um, if our kitties get like upper respiratory infection, um, that's just something that they do like to eat, and we want to keep them eating. Um, we also sometimes have to hide medicine in the, the soft food, so that would be for both dogs and cats. And then we always need Timothy hay because we do get um, the little critters in. So we get the rabbits and the guinea pigs that love that Timothy hay. So I've got some uh, canned dog food that I'm going to bring out there to you folks this week. 
Um, oh, it was you. prescribed to my dog. My dog, it's great stuff, but my dog looked at it and went, eh. <laughs> so I have this canned dog food that it's Hills brand. It's great stuff. I'm going to bring out and, and see you guys. That's now, awesome. How Thank about you. a whole stack of old raggedy T-shirts? Do you need anything like that for the cat boxes? We or? Can, yeah, we can use those. Um, we use them, a lot of those things for cleaning. So we do a lot of cleaning every day. We're doing deep cleaning. So yes, I've got uh, a place for those. We need to use them for that. Now two reasons to go out and see you. Okay. Now, we've got Dogs for Adoption. We're at CapitalHumaneSociety.org. Let's look at Dogs for Adoption. We have Fiona first, and she's so cute. She's a Mastiff mix, a spayed female about a year old, very charming, very intelligent, uh, looking for a family that does not have other dogs or cats. She wants to be your one and only furry friend, uh, but she'll be all the furry you need. She's a great dog. Sort of an uh, Irish name there, Fiona. And she's got that uh, intelligent, inquisitive expression on her face. She's looking right at you. Are you looking at her? Take a look at CapitalHumaneSociety.org. Fiona is followed by... Rose. And Rose is about six years old and a Kita mix. And she's very particular about who she likes, but once she likes you, she wants very much to be your loyal companion. Uh, she is also looking for a dog-free home and probably cat-free as well. Um, she, again, is a beautiful dog, um, but uh, does need somebody who is experienced and who can work with her and will train her to be your best companion. Okay, so Rose, great-looking dog. And what's the breed again? Uh, she is an Akita mix. Yeah, look at that cool dog. Okay, I like that. Wow. Striking dog. Take a look at Rose. And Rose has got a buddy whose name is? Leo. And Leo is a good-looking pit bull mix, two years old, a neutered male, very energetic, would love to be somebody's running partner. So he's looking for someone who likes to stay active because he is always on the go um, and looking for a family that can keep up with him. Cool. What a, what a great threesome of dogs here, Fiona, Rose, and Leo. Uh, go to CapitalHumaneSociety.org and click on their pictures and go out and see them today and tomorrow. And here's Charlene again with Hours Open. We are open at our Pylock Pet Adoption Center today and tomorrow from 11 to 5.30. Okay, thanks for being on the first show of 2020. And we appreciate thanks our relationship. Thanks You are so, so welcome. Uh, my best to everybody out there, and we'll see you soon. Thank you. Have a great day. Charlene and friends at the Capital Humane Society make them the first place you go when you want to adopt a dog or a cat. So what are you doing? Jim? I'm listening to the radio. Oh, you mean this? Yeah. Oh, I'm, oh that. What I'm is checking that? Checking out one of those yummy hazelnut chocolates out in the green room. Do you recommend them? I do. Okay. I think after very, the show, I'm going to check them out. Yeah. This is Jim Shorney. He's over there. This is Scott Colborn. I'm over here. I'm the official food taster of EUP. And let's see who we've got on the phone. Oh, I know who this is. Yeah. I know this who. is Mr. Dent. Mr. Dennett resides that way, and he's on the phone right now. Preston Dennett, happy 2020. Hi, Scott. How you doing? 
I am doing great. Man, if I was doing any better, I'd have to have weights around me to keep me down. You know what? You know, I've, <laughs> I've had this sort of chest thing for about a month now, and I'm starting to emerge back into honoriness, who I used to be. So it's feeling good. Hey, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. Just wrapping up a week-long vacation, so I'm nice and relaxed and a little depressed about having to go back to work, but no. hey, got to pay the bills. Uh-huh. Uh, how many books are you up to? Because I always want to do kind of a drum roll when I ask this. <laughs> you know, I was recounting them. I forgot one. It's actually 26 now. And does that count the brand new one coming out? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Sure does. <clears throat> well, you, you have a brand new book coming out. Um, that uh, What's the title? Onboard UFO Encounters. So we're going to kind of tweak that title a little bit. We've got you back here in two weeks with a full show as our main guest. And we're simply calling this E.T. Stories with Preston because as everybody has told Jim and I, it's so good to have Preston on the show because his stories are so interesting. Jim, he just had a, a thing where I watched a YouTube presentation of a group of people that were on a beach that had mm -hmm. this mass encounter. Very, very interesting. Well, I'm going to quit talking, Preston, because yeah, I want to hear one of, your, Preston talk. one of your new stories or updates. <laughs> what do you have for us? You know, I'm always worried I'm not going to have something for you guys, but somehow somebody <laughs> always gives me a call, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, I've gotten some interesting calls recently. I've still been interviewing that guy up in England who I told you about um, who's having encounters with gray aliens. He had another recent encounter which was kind of unusual, one I haven't quite heard before. He stepped out into his backyard and was just looking at the fog rolling through his, over his house and noticed that there was this one portion above his house where there was no fog. And it was a very thick fog day, so he's like looking at it. And as the fog comes rolling over his house, there was this perfect oval area about 20 feet across, 50 feet over his house where no fog could touch. It was a perfect shape of a UFO. <laughs> and it just stayed there for, you know, a good 15 minutes. Interesting. Uh, mm. Convinced there was an invisible object hovering over his house. Mm-hmm. And I can't, you know, disagree with him because I've heard similar cases, not quite like that, but certainly of invisible objects. How many times have you heard somebody say, you know, I was doing something inside, and then it felt like I was supposed to go outside. Fairly regularly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's um, sort of the impulse that people are drawn. I think it's the UFOs doing it. Mm -hmm. um, one guy just called me from Wisconsin, southern Wisconsin. He calls me fairly regularly, once a year. He's had a lot of unexplained experiences and doesn't have a lot of people to talk to about it. Uh, I remember he told me, one time he fell off the second story of his barn Jeez. and should have broken his neck, but just floated softly down in front of everybody. They all saw it. Mm. And his friend had an experience where he was fishing and was standing on the edge of his boat, lost his footing, and plunged into the lake. And as soon as he was underwater, next thing he knows, he's standing back up on the boat. Um, in a, literally a split second, soaking wet still, 
his friend turns to him and looks and like, how did you get all wet? <laughs> he heard the splash, but something pulled him out of the water the instant he hit. It's very strange. So those were a couple of the experiences he told me in the past. But he had a new one just recently, this was like two weeks ago. Uh, he lives in this little sort of valley. There's hills on all four sides. What area of the What area of the world? This is southern Wisconsin. Okay, Wisconsin. Gotcha. Yeah, and a very rural farming area. They're having a pretty difficult time right now. A number of people are losing their farms. Pretty worried about it, mm-hmm. but so far they're doing well. And uh, woke up one morning, and there's this huge, bright spot right to the side of their farm, you know, in the valley there. And they all thought it was morning. And they're all getting up, and they're getting ready to do their chores, when suddenly the sun, you know, not suddenly, about a half hour later or an hour, the sun actually rises and comes over, and they realize, hey, it's not morning yet. Now it's morning. So they completely freaked out, you know, and waited till the next day to see, you know, if there was some sort of weird effect that they hadn't noticed before. But no, sure enough, it was the sun rose as it normally did. For some reason, there was this huge, bright area next to their house for about 20 minutes, half an hour, mm-hmm. that they can't explain. Bright as day. Coming from the sky above them, but there was nothing up there. Like, A bunch, boy, of, bunch of kids out there drinking beer with flashlights. <laughs> I don't think so. It says it was really know. bright. I'm bright enough to you know, make them think it's day. Ask me what could this possibly mean? Mm-hmm. And I have to say, you know, I've heard this sort of thing many times. I mean, Whitley Strieber described the exact same thing happening in his cabin. They all thought it was morning, and they're all getting up and walking around, when suddenly the light clicks off. And it's back to uh, darkness, or else early dawn. Wow. So I warned him. I'm like, well, this could be, you know, a sign of further activity because these things do tend to come in clusters. Sure enough, he calls me like two days later. He's like, you wouldn't. You're not going to believe what just happened. I'm like, what? He said he saw this. It was a perfectly blue sky. Early morning. Not a cloud in the sky. When this cloud appears, and it's very small, it's saucer-shaped, and it starts scooting across the sky about half the speed of a plane. But, you know, fast. And couldn't be a cloud. It just couldn't be because of the way it's moving. And yet it looked exactly like a small, oval, round cloud. And he's asking, can UFOs hide inside clouds? I'm like, well, yes, they sure can. Can they, you know, uh, disguise themselves as clouds? Mm-hmm. Yes, I've heard that too. Um, I haven't heard one darting around quite, <laughs> you know, it's just a cloud. But he said that's what this thing did. It was in the sky for a good 20 minutes or so, just moving across the sky. And uh, it was gone. Do you think it's a cloud? I'm like, mm, it doesn't sound like one. The the ability to disguise and or to present to us a different image has long been a part of UFO lore. There was a case years ago from Nebraska City that Ray Boucher, my buddy, and I investigated. Ray's from down in that area of Nebraska. It's in the kind of the extreme uh, southeast corner of Nebraska. And um, law enforcement from three different counties were cross-communicating one night about seeing this object 
that was in the night sky. And at first it was described as a, a UFO. It morphed into what was described as a helicopter. It morphed into what was described as a two-wing biplane. And then it morphed back into this bright light, this UFO. And uh, all three of these counties, law enforcement, were talking crosstalk back on the radio about their different vantage points and what they were seeing and um, interesting stuff. Hey, I've, I've got something share, uh, to share with you, Preston. I don't know if you've caught this, but it's now been picked up by none other than the BBC News. We've had back here in the Midwest an unusual rash of unexplained drone sightings. It started in eastern Colorado, and now they're seeing these unknown drones over western Nebraska. And they appear at night. They are flying uh, multiple drones. They're up in the air for a while. And nobody knows who's doing this. And they're flying a grid pattern. Why they're doing yeah. it, the purpose for it. They're about 200 feet or better off the ground. And um, you can hear them. So law enforcement is advising people to not shoot them down because yeah. there are people that live out there that... That, that will do that. Well, you bet. Now, apparently it's perfectly legal to do what they're doing because the airways are free. So um, it's been speculated that it's China trying to survey land that they're going to be buying. Um, mm -hmm. any, any speculation there? Have you heard about this, Preston? Yeah, I sure have. Um, looked into it a little bit, and I'm very puzzled by it. Um, my first thought is military, but I'm, it's clearly not. Military is not going to do that. Um, I doubt it's a foreign country. It's just a little bit too far for you know, a drone. Gosh, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's Google. Our technology is accelerating pretty quickly, so... It might be might be Google doing their mapping thing. You know, they they can be secretive about what they're doing. But why? I mean, why would they be secretive if if they were doing that and somebody said, "Are you doing this?" Why wouldn't it be natural to say, "Yeah, we are." Well, they're 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 in competition with other services that do the same thing. So, or maybe they're not know. drones at all. You know, maybe they're UFOs. Mm hmm. These things, like you say, do disguise themselves. I've heard of exactly what you said. Things turning, you know, a UFO turning into a helicopter. Got some really good first-hand cases of that. One lady watched these objects turn into planes with, you know, a red light on one wing and a green on the other and a white light in the center and made her look like a fool to all the other people she called out to see these things. Uh, so I know that they can do that. But these drones, there's a lot of them. So I'm wondering what, what's going on there. I really have no idea. Preston, how can people find your YouTube channel? Um, if you just Google my name or you know type in my name, it should take you right there. It's called the Preston Bennett Channel. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to put more videos on. Very cool. Get my research out there. Yeah, I enjoyed uh, and found that very interesting. That one about the multiple people at the beach party and their encounter. So check out Preston Dennett. Uh, on YouTube, as well as, uh, I don't know, Preston, how you do this, 
But whenever I type in your name into Google, you pop right up. Bingo. I mean, you're right there. The conspiracy. It's, well... And the baby aliens. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying it's the aliens, but... <laughs> so, good, good job. Um, we've got Preston back, folks, in two weeks on January 18th. It'll be a morning of more of these stories. We're simply calling it E.T. Stories with Preston Dennett to celebrate his brand new book. Number 26 now. And counting. Wow. Okay, Preston, I hope you have a, a relaxing rest of weekend, and um, thanks for being on the first show of 2020. You're always one of our favorites. Hey, thank you. Always a pleasure. Isn't that fun? That's fun, yeah. Such an interesting guy. Well, what a life he leads. He's taking puzzles apart as an accountant during the day, putting them back together, making things fit. Then he takes that same sort of investigative zeal into the UFO subject. Mm-hmm. Great stories. Preston and, and Dennett. Sometime in there, he must find time to sleep as well. I mean, you know. understand he makes a good pot of chili, too. So, cool. Okay, Preston Dennett joins us on the first Saturday of the month. And um, we're kind of letting this be known now. We've also got another segment guest who's joining the, the EUP Dream Team. And every fifth Saturday, it happens about four times during this year. We've got the uh, stand-up comedian, actor, originally from Omaha, Nebraska, Steve Berg, who's going to join the show. And Steve uh, is really interested in the UFO subject, so he's going to be with us. Uh, his, his segment kicks off on February 29th, which is a leap Saturday. What a way to start out. Yeah, it's, I'm looking forward. He's a, he's a fun guy. going to be fun. Okay, so we've got Preston on the first Saturday. We've got Paula Harris on the second. We've got Lloyd Arbach on the third. We've got Brent Rains on the fourth. And now on any time that a fifth one pops up, we'll have Steve Berg. Cool. We've got a great 2020 for you folks. I hope you stay tuned. Today, it's going to be a spectacular main guest with the one and only Patty Conklin. So what I want you guys and gals to do is to simply just get ready. She is a medical intuitive, and what that means is that she has the ability to see dis-ease and imbalances within your body. She can offer very clear and proactive ways to deal with this and alleviate and affect the medical condition. The second sight she's had since she was a little girl and it's amazing. She can do this, folks, over the phone. So in just a matter of minutes, we're going to open the phone lines up, and you can queue up to talk with Patty Conklin. The rules of engagement are very simple. Uh, one question, please, per phone call, and one phone call during the program per person. The question's got to be about you. can't be about somebody second or third hand. Mm-hmm. And... It's going to be a whale of a show. And uh, first names only, right? That sounds good. First names only. Sure. Okay, so we're going to take the bottom of the hour break. We'll be back with our main guest, Patty Conklin. And then in just a few minutes, we'll be back with you guys and gals. Now, if you've got something to write this down with, here's the phone number. In about five minutes, you're going to be calling this. Here we go. It's 402 474 5086. And that's 402-474-5086. 
you're going to select extension one. Okay? Happy 2020. Stay tuned for a great show. We'll be right back. Scott Colborn with Exploring Unexplained Phenomena. I've got some French roast in my cup. What's in your cup? Hey, it's sure great to have you here on the first show of 2020. And we've got our main guest, Patty Conklin, joining us. Um, I'd have to go back and count up. It's probably 20 to 25 times that she's been on the show. And uh, we typically love to have her kick off the new year because she is so dynamic, uh, so loving. So many of you folks um, have commented about the shows with Patty Conklin. My late mother always used to call me up after Patty's show to tell me that she'd been listening, that she really enjoyed hearing Patty and her voice. Let me set this up for you. What if illnesses like cancer, heart disease, mental disorders, and Alzheimer's were a choice? What if we could choose to heal them or not have them at all? And if you need to experience these diseases as a soul, how can you learn to truly accept this and to be happy? Patty Conklin, the author of God Within, The Day God's Train Stopped, believes that our words have more of an impact on our lives than we realize. They manifest within our bodies the second they are thought or spoken, storing up over a lifetime through vibrations. The words come with an emotional attachment and they can create physical blockages in our flow of energy, thus helping create illness or imbalances or dis-ease. So we've got frequency and vibration at the very core of the entire cosmos of the universe. Each one of us, if we looked at ourselves through a very, very powerful microphone, we're atoms and molecules that are vibrating in this incredible design, this orchestration. The frequency and vibration is what keeps those atoms and molecules in their orbits, in their proper place. So that's some underpinnings for what we're going to talk about today. Um, without further ado, let's bring back to the show, Patty Conklin. Hi, Patty. Hi, Scott. Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. It's just been years of friendship and years of doing this show, and I love it every year. It's so Pat, great to be with you. It's great to be with you, too. And or do you have right now a view of the water? I have a view of my resistance swim spa. I decided to get off the cruise early because, you know, sometimes you can be over-pampered. And, and I was truly over-pampered. And I thought, can I, take another, can I take another week of this? And I thought, nope, you know what? It's time to go home and get back into the click of things. And so I came home early. So I'm actually sitting right now and, and looking at my resistance swim spa and, and just uh, totally relaxed. I, I don't think I could be more relaxed. And Patty, you make your home, I believe, in Georgia. Is that correct? I am in Georgia, and we're supposed to get snow flurries tonight. I'll be so, darned. Listen to that, Jim. Yeah. Snow flurries in Georgia? That's wild. <laughs> I, do like to, I do like to get my snow flurries once a year. You know, not the, not the uh, heavy snow of, of my 
you know, hometown of uh, Brooksendale, New York. But uh, once a year, we'll get some snow flurries. And about three years ago, I think we got uh, 12 inches of snow. So that kind of shut things down here. We're we're in the um, just at the base of the Georgia uh, mountains, mm-hmm. and so uh, and so that just kind of shut us down. But yeah, I love getting just a few snowflakes. And then I'm done. Ready <laughs> for spring? Not like Nebraska. Patty, you do um, work with people both on location, in person. You also do work with people um, over the phone. And your website is Patty, P-A-T-T-I, Patty Conklin, C-O-N-K-L-I-N. And today we've got you as our special guest, and we're going to invite people to call in with questions about how they can be more dynamic and more healthy in body, mind, and spirit. Uh, So, folks, again, the number is 402-474-5086. And I'll be curious to see who it is that's the first person that calls in on the first show of 2020. 402-474-5086. Patty, as we wait for this first call, tell me a little bit about God Within, the book that you've written. You know, it has been, uh, golly, I guess we're heading into our sixth year now since its publication. Mm-hmm. Um, still selling strong. But but God within the day God's train stopped is, is really, you know, some of my philosophy of our words and how it affects our body and different, you know, situations with, with um, uh, clients through the years of, um, you know, different, um, different things that took place. Uh, with their disease and how they how they dealt with it using color work, which is a a process I started. A lot of information about color works and cellular cleansing, because once we get a disease, Scott, it's not about diagnosing it or you know so much treating the disease. It's finding the emotion that created the disease to begin with. That's what's really critical is uh, understanding. Um, what was the core emotion? What was the behavior uh, that led to the, the particles in the body, the energy flow of the body, the chi, whatever you want to call it, slowing down to the point where it stagnated and then became literally a physical disease that we could then, um, uh, you know, view. So the book is really about the different situations, the different processes that people uh, go through um, even when they're doing chemo or, you know, they're doing Western medicine, um, the book really talks about how we can use Eastern medicine as well. Mm-hmm. And the idea that, uh, again, we're frequency and vibration, that we can um, bring in a frequency and vibration to, uh, to tone or to help reorganize this incredible structure that we have, um, I find very, very appealing, very believing. Um, Patty, folks, has got a, uh, a program called Color Works, and um, it's a very modest cost. You can download the, uh, the file. You can also get a, a CD, I think. And Mom used to use Color Works. We're going to have Patty describe that in a little bit here, too, uh, as one yeah. of the things that she offers people. Um, so whenever I talk to you, Patty, I always feel like my mother, Gentry Colborne, is kind of here. <laughs> I do, too. I do, too. Oh, I loved your mom. 
just a, a beautiful woman, and, and I just loved her ability to, um, uh, to always expand, you know, mm-hmm. to, to listen and make a rational decision as to whether or not something was, was truth for her. And I always loved it that, that she did color works and, and sent, I remember that first email she sent you years and years and years ago. Um, just saying, you know, I kind of like that one that was on today. <laughs> Something to that effect. Oh, she was a huge um, fan. We've got yeah, people queuing okay. up here, Patty, so I'm going to bring up our first caller of 2020. Beautiful. And this is Kim. Kim, it's great to have you here. Thank you so much for calling. How can we help you? Good morning. Um, Good morning, Kim. I've been have. How are you, Patty? Good. Thank you. What can I help you with? I have been having some lower back pain, and I've been going to a chiropractor. Mm-hmm. And it's just not seeming to do a whole lot. Yeah. And I'm just wondering if I yeah. need to, like, go in someplace else. No, I'm you trying know, to do exercise is, and this and that. This is kind of rule of thumb for, for a situation like that, Kim, when it's lower back and you keep going to the chiropractor or, you know, having adjustments done on it and so forth, and, and it keeps going out. What's really happening, and it's happening with you, is both of your kidneys are energetically stuck, and they're, they're really filled with a lot of emotion. And so what happens is it pushes the vertebrae out of place. And people say, well, how can, how can energy push the vertebrae out of place very easily? Um, you know, energy is something that's unseen but very tangible. So what you've mm-hmm. got going on in your kidneys, and, and you can kind of sit with this, but there's two emotions that are going on right now. One is abandonment and one is frustration. And what it is is, is the totality of lifetimes of those emotions storing up in your kidney. So whenever you go to, you know, have to keep going back to the chiropractor to keep readjusting, then you, ha- you, you sit back and go, it's not, it's not actually my back, it's your kidneys. And so using color work, what you would say is, what color do I need to remove abandonment and frustration from my kidneys? And just whatever color, black comes in, you see it, feel it, hear it, whatever, red or green or white, whatever, but just breathe in through your nose, bring it into the bottom of the feet, up your body and out your mouth and work with that for the next 30 days, about 10 or 15 minutes of it. There's instructions on my website at pattyconklin.com, but that's really what's going on with your back. So if you want to ease it up, let's, let's get the kidneys. The kidneys aren't damaged. It's not like there's physically something wrong, uh, but energetically right. it's pushing your vertebrae out. Okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate everything that you do. You are very welcome, Kim. Thank you for calling. Thanks, Kim, for calling. That was great. Okay, our first call of 2020 to our guest, Patty Conklin. We're at 402-474-5086. 402-474-5086, extension 1. And we'd love to have you call up. Our guest is Patty Conklin. And Patty... um. Describe, if you will, the common cold. And we've been told that there's a virus that we get. It's either 
something that we inhale, something that we touch and put into our ears, nose, mouth, that we ingest. Um, what, what is the significance of a cold? I was told years ago it represented a, a process of clear, clearing your head. That's, that's an interesting concept um, of clearing, clearing your head. I, you know, I think that it goes back to when our body, when the particles in our body, now I'm going to go to quantum physics just for a second, in particle theory. And, and let me put it simply, folks. If you're watching television and the cable goes out and you get the snow on the television screen, that's literally your body. It's the floor you're working on. It's the, the vehicle that you're driving. It's just snow. It's particles. You're not solid. And so what's really happening is when the common cold comes in, a virus, whatever, if your particles are all in alignment and working well, then, then there is no, there is no um, uh, cold. The cold doesn't take effect. But if your particles are out of alignment, if they're not flowing well within your body and stable and so on and so forth, then the common cold is going to take effect. The most important thing in that, Scott, I think, is how do you then sit and understand what your emotional database was 24 hours prior to getting the cold? Because that's what's important, is what was going on emotionally for you. That threw your particles out of whack that then allowed the common cold to take hold. Interesting. That's, that's great. I've had this chest cold bronchial thing for about a month now, and I'm sitting exactly with what you just said. Um, yeah, yeah. Interesting. And, you know, I will typically, and this, this year, I'm, I'm knocking, knocking on my computer here. I don't have any wood <laughs> nearby. But, but typically every year for about 15 years, I get bronchial pneumonia about this time of year. And um, it stopped when I finally realized that what I was doing towards the end of the year, when I wanted to take some time off for the holidays and so forth, is I would double my work schedule and I would double my flying and I would just be pushing, pushing, pushing because I wanted to have some downtime. And I was very much overextending my body overextending myself emotionally, you know, attempting to get people in and so forth and feeling bad um, if I couldn't fit everyone in. And so I was really creating it myself. And this year is the really the first year where there's absolutely no sign of the bronchial pneumonia and the bronchitis because, you know, I've pretty much stopped traveling for work. I'm doing everything from home. I'm pacing myself better. Um, and I'm putting myself and my house at the forefront and then working with everyone um, instead of working with everyone and then attempting to find spaces for me. That's, that's great news. And I've reflected on what you've just shared. I had an incredibly busy October that carried mm-hmm. over into November. And yep. so that, yep. And that's about when it starts. <laughs> it really does. So, yeah. I'm, it's, I'm it's blessed to be busy, but I'm going to try yeah. to, to do as you say and pace myself better. It's so yep. great, Patty, to always have you on the program. We've got somebody else here who's queued up, and this is Suzanne. And Suzanne, welcome to the uh-huh. broadcast. Thank you. Thank you, Scott. 
Thank you, Patty. Um, hi, Suzanne. My issue. Hi, hi. My issue is um, I've been noticing for hmm, past two months or something that my resting heart rate is very rapid, and so even with doing the breathing and so forth, um, you know, it's unusual that it would be so rapid. I wake up yeah. in the night with it as well. Have you have you uh, tested it to see you know what the fluctuation is from? from a normal resting heart rate that you have to how much it's increasing? I have not tested it. I would imagine it's up about <laughs> 20 beats. It feels okay. like it. My, my resting is about 70, I think. There's, there's a lot of yeah. apps out there that you can put on your phone. I use 24-7, yeah. and it will measure my uh-huh. resting heart rate because, like you, I've been noticing the same thing. Um, oh, for what I perceive to be no reason whatsoever, my resting yeah. heart rate, which is normally at about 62, will all of a sudden go mm-hmm. up into the 80s, maybe even the 90s. Yeah. And, uh, uh-huh. and I'm like, I feel okay. What's going on? But, but what yeah. I really sat with Suzanne is I began to understand that, that subconsciously I was starting to stress. Um, because mm-hmm. maybe in my mind somewhere I was thinking about, you know, the workload the next day or how much I needed to get done and so on. And even though I was in a resting place and a nice, comfortable space, um, I realized mm-hmm. that my, my heart rate was increasing. Um, I went and mm-hmm. had all my checkups, and you should too, um, make sure, mm-hmm. you know, your heart's okay and so forth. But what I began mm-hmm. to realize, it was my cue to tell me that I was, starting to stress out or tense up about upcoming mm-hmm. events, even though I right. didn't think consciously they bothered me. So, yes. so I mm-hmm. want you to get checked out, okay. just make sure things are mm-hmm. okay. But I really That's take good. some deep breaths and then say to your body, mm-hmm. you know what, I'm going to lower this down to, you mm-hmm. know, 64 um, mm-hmm. and just breathe and then see a scale in your mind of what you think mm. your blood pressure is or your resting heart rate mm-hmm. and bring it mm-hmm. down to what is the normal okay. range for you. Okay. Thank you. So, Suzanne, if I could you. interject here with what Patty said, um, Andrea Perrone is another friend of mine, an author who has pretty much echoed what Patty has just said. Oh, uh, good. If, if uh-huh. you feel that you are an empath and yeah. as a sensitive person, there is a vibe in the world right now through world events, and yeah. this is not meant to be political at all, that mm-hmm. many people, I believe, are picking up on. Patty, is that at all accurate? I absolutely agree with you. I, I couldn't agree more. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I agree. Is, it is happening more and more and more. And, and you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I will say that, you know, throughout my life, I have been a political junkie and news junkie. I mean, <laughs> you know, I like to know what's going on in the world because, you know, I've worked in 66 countries. So, so world events and political mm-hmm. events are important to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm finding as neutral as, as I feel as though I am, um, I can't watch it anymore. And, but I feel it. And I feel it no matter mm-hmm. where I go. And it's interesting mm-hmm. how it's kind of just going through the world at this point. And I think it will stop. But mm-hmm. I think there is a frequency that is causing a lot of unrest um, within the particle field mm-hmm. of everybody. So it's yes, important it to, uh, 
to really kind of look at what are you doing in your life. And, you know, I just I just got off a cruise ship yesterday. And one of the things I was very aware of is on the cruise ship, I didn't watch any television and you know, basically spawned and slept. Um, but what I but what I did realize is when I walked to my house yesterday, which is a, a beautiful, relaxing, peaceful home, um, it took me about an hour to realize that my body was more stressed. Mm, so, yes. and so also, as a therapist, I get very yep. stressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so pay attention. But I want you to just see that scale and lower your heart rate down. But but get it checked so that you know there's no right. physical. I don't think there is, but get it checked, and then okay. really start working with your meditation. Okay. Oh, well, thank you, dear. Thank okay. you, Suzanne. Mm-hmm. Bye. Thank you, Suzanne, for calling in on this show, our first program of 2020. I'm not sure if I like saying 2020 or 2020. I'm still kind of letting that roll off my tongue here. Why not use both? I know. Different. Yeah, just pick one at any given time. Uh, Patty, are you comfortable? Do you need to get up and do anything for a couple of minutes? I'm good. Okay. We're going to take a short top-of-the-hour break. We'll be right back with our next phone call, and that could be you. I know a lot of you guys are not walking around with a pen in your hand, so I'm going to try to give the phone number out periodically during the program so you can grab it and or if you can rush to something and write it down, all the better. It's 402-474-5086. Okay, one more time, 402-474-5086. Easy peasy, folks. Just call in. Scott Colborn, Jim Shorney, our special guest, the celebrated medical intuitive and author, Patty Conklin. Scott Colborn with Patty Conklin. Our phone number for you guys and gals is 402-474-5086. One of the things, Patty, that, uh, that I've done here that I've really enjoyed... There we go. We had a problem there, Patty, with the board. I beg your pardon. Um, No problem. One of the things I did for myself that I'm really having fun about is I've got an original 1975 CJ5 Jeep that I'm the original guy that bought it. It's got less than 50,000 miles on it, original canvas soft top, and uh, I've got that refurbished and just got it back from the shop, and I was out driving it yesterday, and it was so much fun. Oh, wow. I used to have a CJ5 years ago when I lived in Michigan. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. And, you know, that's important, Scott, is to, you know, I, I, I laugh and tease about, you know, my, my obsession with cars and, and being able to have a play car every year. Um, but it's important to do things that you enjoy. And, um, and really focus on that. And I know you're such a, a wonderful musician and a great teacher and so oh, forth. Thank you. And, you know, it's, it's not about just, you know, staying in, in one genre. It's about expanding out and, and doing the things that, you know, we think about but haven't really put in place in our life and moving forward. So congrats on that. That's, that's great that, that you had that done. I almost want to contact a support group of women that are going through um, labor and that want to to speed things along by offering them rides in this rough ride Jeep of mine. I swear, you know, I could take a woman who was about ready to deliver, I could take her around the block and, and hit some of those bumps 
and she'd say, <laughs> take me to the hospital now. I'm ready. Yep, yep, it's, all ready to go. It's know, a rough riding son of a gun, but it's so, so fun. <laughs> I would offer the same thing with my with my uh, Hemi Challenger uh, scat Ooh. pack, but, uh, you Ooh. know, it would be more rough. That's you know, awesome. Ripping it up to 80 miles an hour off the off the line, and a few of those would probably send oh someone my God. to the Patty, I want to hang out with you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to tell you, it's, it's cute, you know, because I've, I've got the scat pack, and then I have a truck for everyday use, and I had gotten the scat pack, and this year I got a dog, which was the first time I've owned a dog in 32 years, and and um, and I didn't want him in my scat pack because, you know, it's a six-speed, and I show it, and I race it, and, and, uh, and it's all leather, and he's a big dog. He's 75 pounds. So I decided to buy a truck, and and uh, one of my friends walked in the door after I bought the truck, and she looked at me, and she's like, hmm, so Chester now has his own vehicle? And I started laughing, but my granddaughter, who will be five in a few weeks, um, when I bought this Gap Pack, and she got in it for the first time and got her in her car seat and hooked her all up and everything and took off, she says to me, you know, Oma... You're the only Oma I know who's a race car driver. None of my friends have Omas who's a race car driver. Oh, that's awesome. And, and then when I got my truck, she was like, and now you're a monster truck driver because this thing's huge. <laughs> oh, the perspective <laughs> so of, the, of the little ones. a member of the family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got it's Mac cute. the good dog. He's 16 and a Shiba Inu mix. And just got oh, a wow. clean bill of health from the vet, so he's a little Beautiful. bit stiff in the hips, but he's getting around, and and he's my good buddy. So, yeah. Well, this guy just turned a year old, and he dragged me. I mean, we're he's he's actually doing really good on on his training and so forth. But but he is a puppy, and um, he's only a year old. But at seventy five pounds, he he kind of uh, kind of the boss of me when he decides he wants to go somewhere. It's a little hard to pull him back. Patty Conklin's yeah, whip. I'm sorry, Patty. Go ahead. I was just going to say, animals, cars, it's all good. It's, it's do what you enjoy, folks. Awesome. What a, what a great piece of advice here for 2020. Um, what do you want to do with your life? Well, what brings you great joy? Yeah. And when something's not bringing you great joy, you can look within. Patty's book talks about how you can do that and what you might see. Um, guys and gals out there, now Jim just said off the microphone, we'd like to have a gentleman call in. And so how about one of you guys that has an issue you'd like to talk to Patty about? How about one of you guys making the call? 402-474-5086. And we'll get you on the show as well here. Yeah, don't be shy. It's easy. You're just talking on the phone to somebody. That's right. So we've, we've got uh, frequency and vibration at the very core of our being. Yeah. And we all came from a creator energy. Let's use the term divine spark. Can you yep. expand upon how we are originally connected to that, how we are still connected to that? Yeah. You know, the divine spark is, is really interesting because we don't talk about it a lot. People, people assume we're talking about the soul, 
but we're not. It, they're two different energy fields that are within your body. Actually, three: the the auric field, the subtle energy field, which is also the the soul, and then the divine spark, which is deeper inside your body. So, the divine spark is that piece of the universe that's within every single one of us, and um, and the divine spark is an energy field that most of us never are able to reach. And and some of the the you know literature that's been put out through through the eons is you know people want to connect with their soul. What's really happening when you're connecting to your soul, which is much far more intelligent and and serene than we are consciously. But what happens when we connect with the soul and the purpose of connecting to the soul is so that the soul, the piece of the serenity, the piece of the integrity, the piece of the balance. Um, comes into our conscious mind, and we start living it. You know, that's the the point of of so many of us is just to get to that place where we're in that space all the time. We're not, we don't have to go into meditation in order to be there. The divine spark is deeper in. It is that piece of the universe, the the piece of God, whatever you want to call it, and it's much, much, much stronger than anything that we really ever get a chance to experience. Maybe if you've had a near-death experience, um, you experienced it. So so for me, what happens when somebody has a near-death experience is the soul um, goes through a tunnel and goes to the divine spark. And the divine spark says, Did you get your work done? <laughs> the soul's like, nope, didn't get it all done. And so the divine spark then sends the soul back to it's originating place within the within the uh, physical body and you go come back to life but if the uh, soul and the divine spark meet and and the soul has accomplished what it was here to do then those two merge and leave the body and and just recently Scott and I'm, I'm hoping the family will release it on film they've given me permission to talk about it um, but but a dear friend of mine had passed away um, four or five years ago, and, and I got really close to his nieces. And one niece has been ill for quite a while, and and her sister kept calling and asking me to come down and see her. And uh, every time I got ready to go, father would say no, and they only live about 20 minutes away. And father would say no, no, no. And finally one day father said, you can go. And they had a, a monitor set up in her, in her bedroom so that they could be out in the other room and see what was going on in there. And, um, and so I went in, and, and God was literally in the left-hand corner. And I say God, but I mean God creator source, whatever name, label you want to put to it, was in the left-hand corner of her room. And I thought, wow, that's interesting. And, you know, she and I chatted for a few minutes and so forth. And, and uh, she's like, well, what do you think? Is it time to go? And I'm like, well, I don't know, you know, whatever you think. And I went back out to talk to her parents because I knew it was time for her to go to hospice. Um, and only, only 30 years old. Um, and so I was out with the parents and we're watching the monitor. And all of a sudden, this, this glowing ball. I mean, literally this glowing ball, a little bit bigger than a baseball, uh, came right out of her chest and went to the left-hand corner. And we could all physically see it. And, and it was just astounding. 
And um, hospice came in the next morning, took her, and she passed two days later. And it just took that long for her body to shut down. But it's the one time that I have physically seen on film the soul leaving the body because task was accomplished. Wow. It was it was breathtaking. It was amazing. It was it was a gift that that she has given the world mm-hmm. um, once it gets released. It's an experience yeah. like that, Patty. That whenever um, you are at a point of low ebb, or as I like to say, if one has their back against the wall, you yeah. can think about that, and suddenly it it helps to shift things, to reprioritize things. To um, to let one know what is really real about existence. What a beautiful story! It was, it was beautiful amazing, story. and and I mean, as much as I've I've worked with this, you know, in the last twenty five years, Scott, I guess. I mean, the minute that that I started to see, I just happened to look at the monitor in that moment, and I gasped, and and you know, brought her parents' attention to it, and it slowly floated right over into that corner and then disappeared and it was that we all went into a room and you could feel just electricity in that room Mm -hmm. and uh and you know her parents are not metaphysical um they're very western you know oriented um but but even they could feel it it was it was um it was something that i will cherish for the rest of my life that you know when i do get tired or just feel like I need a break and whatever to just just remember and and to be able to see that incredible uh, image take place of yes this is literally what's taking place amazing Uh, C.S. Lewis said something about um, miracles are something that we should expect Uh, they are really part of our everyday life and you've just heard another story about this folks um this is Patty Conklin. Her website is P A T T I Conklin C O N K L I N. Don't leave a space between Patty and Conklin, or what you'll find <laughs> out is there is a agricultural implement dealer that pops up. <laughs> that is that is Conklin Company, and you know I used to have a thousand acre cash crop farm, and so I love driving tractors and combines and. Anytime I can get on a farm, I am I am in bliss as much as I am with water. So yes, when I uh, see Conklin Conklin Company come up, it's like I could do that. I I could just sidestep <laughs> out of being a medical intuitive and and go drive tractor and be part of the Conklin Company. It worked. So it's pattyconklin.com, and uh, it's a, a very energetic website. Uh, please go there. There's a link also for looking at the book God Within. The day God's train stopped. So I'd like to... Oh, folks, by the way, the phone number again is 402-474-5086. That number again, if you'd like to ask Patty a a question about your life, about how you can live a more dynamic life, perhaps something that's really been bugging you mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, the number is 402-474-5086. So we've talked a little bit about, again, without being political, about world events. Mm -hmm. And we experience a barrage of input, oftentimes from media sources, that is 
negative in nature, that it's attention-seeking, it wants to grab headlines, it wants to, uh, to shout from the rooftops with the loudest voice and get people to watch, to look, to listen. Yeah. How can we avoid storing that negativity in our bodies? And then the next extension of that is many of us are in an environment that may be work, it may be family, it may be social, where we periodically encounter somebody who is really a negative person. Yeah. How can how can really, we extend love and also help boundaries get set up so that we don't take in cuz folks you know how it is you're you're doing great. You're having a great day and then you experience one of these negative vampire people and suddenly you feel like I need to go home and take a shower. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. So Patty that's sort you know, of an extended question for you. It's, it's a really important uh, question and series of questions. And, and the first thing that I would start out with is um, when you encounter um, someone who has a different philosophy from you or, you know, just in their space, um, don't send them love. You know, it's, it's not about sending love because then you're making a judgment that something's wrong, Right. And so, and so the most important thing in life is not to be in judgment. And so what you do is you, you take that piece of you, that soul, the divine spark, if you're attached to it, and you just swell up with that beautiful white light and that beautiful energy, and you just hold space. Because I think that, you know, one of the things that takes place with, with, um, media today and so forth is because we can get barraged with all sorts of different things. And, um, and we, we end up taking it in or we start thinking about it and so on and so forth. I think it's just really important to center yourself and work on yourself and realize it's not that I want you to ignore what's going on in the world. You know, I'm, I'm a world traveler and, and I care very deeply about what's going on in the world. But I realize the only way I can truly help, the, the most important way to help, is for me to hold a space of balance and that spark without judgment, without intent. Um, because love or anger, you know, love or hate, whatever, um, there's still judgment. They're just a, a paradigm, you know, of the duality. So if you want to be neutral, then you move into the space of, of just holding space. And realizing the person who's being negative in, in your perception, being negative or, you know, an, an energy vampire, which a lot of people will call, is they're connected to source also. And so whatever dynamic they're playing out is the, is the dynamic that they're meant to play out. And it's not about us correcting them. That's not our place. So all we can really do is, is ourselves and work and continue to work within ourselves. Um, and, and I think that that's more important today than it's ever been in this world, mm-hmm. is, is if I get drawn into the drama of what's taking place on media, and if I do decide that I want to know what's going on in the world, then I will go through 10 different media outlets um, 
you know, media outlets that I don't normally watch or listen to or whatever. And then I synthesize what feels right for me in terms of what they're saying. Um, and then I kind of, I take it from there. But I think that it's, it's really important for people in this day and age to get involved with what you're passionate about. But get involved because you're passionate about it, not because you think the other side is wrong. And, and that's just really important for me. And I think it's important for the world right now is it's not about a right or wrong because duality has to exist. You don't know how good you can be until you understand how bad you can be. And so I think that we're going through this tremendous growth uh, experience, and it's not necessarily pleasant, but nobody said growth had to be pleasant. Um, kind of going through this growth experience of, of how can we maintain our balance and not make someone else wrong just to prove that we're right. Wow, that was really well said. That was really well said, Patty. I had a friend years ago that used used to say, um, you know, the jerks around us can teach us a lot. Uh-huh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It's, it's, you know, it, it's unfortunately true. But I, I think it's, it's moving into, um, because we're, we are such judgmental beings. And, you know, we're taught very early, um, you know, these thoughts of what's right or wrong and so on. And I think that it's just really important to sit back and go, you know what, there simply is. And and it's my emotions, it's my words that put on um, as to whether I decide it's good or bad. And if I stay out of the good or bad, then it simply is. This is Patty Conklin, the author of God Within, The Day God's Train Stopped. Her website is pattyconklin.com. And we'd like to welcome Michael to the broadcast. Michael, it's great to have you here. How can we help you, sir? Uh, Patty, you, uh, Scott, or Scott, uh, Patty's been on before, right? Oh, yes. geez, 25, 26 times. Yeah. Hi, Michael. I believe, I, believe, I believe my wife actually called and, uh, was looking for, or I mean, she was just like talking about a decision she had to make for her. Well, uh, yeah, Michael, how can we help you today? I keep forgetting. I can't remember. Uh, like I leave my backpack everywhere, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I don't have any. I don't have anything to hold on to. It's, it's a, this is a strange thing. Interesting. Interesting. You know, one of the things, Michael, that, that, uh, how much are you exercising? I just did some hot yoga. Okay. Um, one of the things I really want you to work with is some more oxygenation. Um, because even okay. doing hot yoga, um, there's, you need more oxygen, uh, flowing through your body. So some deep breathing. Um, okay. and just, uh, uh, really focusing on the deep breathing. Um, I really want you to increase, um, potassium in your body cause you're really low and maybe it's because, um, uh, you just did some hot yoga, but, um, get some, get some potassium and dark greens, uh, amplify those a little bit more in the oxygenation. Oh, very um, good. And All right. that's going to help you a lot. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Thank Michael. You. 
Okay. Okay, bye. Thank you, Mike, for taking time to call. That was great. Uh, what, yeah. a, what a great question, too. Um, Absolutely. I have a, a family member who's feeling a little bit scattered, and uh, it's, uh, again, connected to a, a breathing and oxygen issue, I believe. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I've been going through it myself, of just sitting with, you know, I can, I can remember a client from 20, 22 years ago, but if I'm in a, a really stressed, point now in my life, you know, now that I'm 62 for crying out loud, um, sometimes I can't remember what I did last week. And so what I realized for me as well, it was oxygenation, um, that I really needed to do more to bring more oxygen. And, you know, I, we can go right back to what we were just talking about, Scott, is that the energies around the world have shifted and they're heavier. And I think that, that one of the things that's taking place with a lot of us is that we're not getting enough oxygen. It's almost like we're being compressed. And, uh, and we need to spread our wings and, and, uh, and breathe deeply and, and oxygenate better. But folks, before we go to the break, I'd like to have you think about uh, three words. And the first two words are, I am... And then that third word I want you to think of as a blank. When you guys and gals listening right now hear that phrase, I am, what word do you insert in that blank? Okay, you guys and gals got me? You understand your assignment now? I am, and there's the blank. Fill that in. And this may prompt one or more of you to call after the break. It's 402-474-5086. I had a Patty, an old spiritual teacher years ago that said, whatever word that we put in that third position is a recognition of either who we are or who we are becoming. Mm-hmm. I am... Okay, folks, Patty Conklin, the one and only Patty Conklin. She's here with us. Call us at 402-474-5086, and we'll be right back with more. Our guest is Patty Conklin. And guys and gals, I, there was a reason why I posed this question before our break. Um, I want to relate a short story to you guys and gals and ask Patty for, for her comment here because this fits right in with what we're, we're talking about. Years ago, there was a famous child dentist in Lincoln, and he was famous for introducing hypnotherapy and dentistry to kids. Uh, he was very skilled, had a lot of clients, helped a lot of people. And um, he related the story of the power of the mind, and he talked about to a high school class that I was in, he'd come to give sort of a lecture Uh, as a guest, a teacher, he talked about the power of the mind, and he talked about when one of his daughters was little, she was a brilliant and is a brilliant woman. And she came to him with a problem in her math. She was just learning some basic rudimentary math, and he made the very subtle but gross mistake of not being centered when he offered her a comment 
and he said something like, wow, this is easy. You must be really dumb in math. And this little girl who believed her father was omnipotent took that in and she had a disability in math as she began to go through the school system. In all other subjects, she was brilliant. And through some family counseling, this is one of the things that came out that they were able to identify and then very subtly, slowly correct. And he talked about this, um, not because he was wearing this guilt and shame, but because he wanted to illustrate how sometimes these simple things can be uttered to those around us when we are in positions of love, respect, power, or authority, we're recognized as such, we have a um, big responsibility. And those of us that have been parenting, you know, <laughs> we've fallen down on our faces more times than not. So, Patty, we're talking now to a huge audience listening, and we've had some people already reflect upon those three words, I am. Um, how can they help start filling in that blank to help them move forward and not be stuck? Yeah, wow, what a critical question. You know, the, the I am, for most people, it seems like when you, when you pose the question, I am, they pause and are unsure. And I always say, but what, but what if you knew what I am is? I think the, the understanding for me is that our body literally takes in everything we think and say. It doesn't have discernment capabilities. It stores all of the words that you're saying. So if you think, I am unworthy, and that's the first word that comes to mind, then, then what you begin to say as your mantra is, I am worthy, I am worthy, I am worthy. It's really easy to go to a negative space when the I am comes in. Um, it's easy to go into a negative uh, uh, reflection of self. So I want you to flip, flip side it and come back with what you are truly um, because duality is going to exist. The, the I am in life, we, we need to be true to ourselves and understand that our body will accept what we're saying and our body will do what we're asking it to do. So the I am third word needs to be a very positive word, a word that is reachable. Um, I am athletic. I am proud. I am uh, balanced. I am whatever word's going to fit for you, but make it a positive. And if your first thought is a negative, flip it around and make it a positive and let that become your mantra. I, I think that, that people uh, today, and, and I guess probably forever, maybe we're just seeing it more, really need to understand self at a much deeper level. And I am can go a long way to helping them. I am love. I am life, I am, um, and then really uh, um, work towards that goal 
so that you, not so much that you feel like you've accomplished it, but that you feel like you've brought in enough of it in your life that you can then switch the I am to the next word. Well, let's not make one word our entire focus on our life. Mm-hmm. Uh, work on it until you feel comfortable and then move on to the next I am. Our guest is Patty Conklin. You can talk with her directly with a question. Our phone number is 402-474-5086. Years ago, a gentleman told me uh, an incredible uh, anecdote that I've carried with them with me to this day. He said, imagine that you're going for a job interview and you prepared for this and you've got your resume that you've gone over. You've sort of played out in your mind conversation. And you've driven to the location for the job interview. Instead of getting out of the car, being filled with all this expectation, this, I wonder if they're going to like me. I wonder if I'm going to like them. He said, what do you think would happen if you sat in the car, you could have your eyes open, staring off in the distance. You could close your eyes just for about 60 seconds and sink with your breath as you breathe in, I am, and as you exhale, peace. Mm. I am, peace. You've already done your homework. You've got your resume. You've got all that good stuff. It's not anything that, oh my gosh, I didn't cover. And now you're just giving yourself that little extra push of energy. He said, how would that be then if you walked in having said to yourself, I am peace, as opposed to, gosh, I hope they like me. Right, right, right. You know, I, I mean, what a, what a concept. And, and I, I sit with that word peace and I think, do we really know what peace is anymore? Mm-hmm. Is this generation that we're raising now, do they really understand peace? The, the word that came to me when, when you were talking about that is I am capable. Um, because capable for me means I can do whatever I need to do. I think you that's know, a can, beautiful I can, word. I, like I can that. do whatever I need to do. But, but I'd like to ask you, Scott, what's your, what's your version of peace? Because if I if I think of anyone who knows peace, it's it's Scott Colborn. So I know I'm throwing the interview back on you. But what mm. is peace? What is peace? Um, space in which to simply be, recognizing that all that is, I'm a part of that, and it's a loving presence, and I'm just sitting in that in that moment. And I know what you mean about the definition because there are many young people that have substituted kind of a hip word, chill. Yeah. And chill is basically a entertainment where they're not work-related, they're kicking back, and there's still machines buzzing, lights flashing, uh, noises, etc. Uh, for me, peace is, is going into that, that quiet, that stillness. And it's, yeah. a, it's a real reverence. Patty, we've got Michael, excuse me, we have Richard on the phone. And Richard, I want to really thank you for taking time to call in. You, you're probably having a busy morning. Thanks very much for being one of the folks here. 
Welcome to the broadcast, Richard, and how can we help? Uh, Hi, Richard. I am challenged alive. That's you a, are challenged. That's Pardon? a great, succinct way to say that. Say it again. Say it again. I am challenged alive. Interesting. Can can you can you give me a little bit more on that? Cancer. Okay. Okay. So so when you think of the cancer, do you think of challenge or do you think of accomplishments or overcoming? What do you what what probably kind of overcoming health health yeah overcoming health, yeah. the challenge of cancer yeah that's my first and it's uh you know it's a it's a humbling trying experience god bless you yeah i can imagine and and i sure feel for you and i'm i'm thankful well, you called thank in you. so we could talk about this for just a minute you know one of one of the things our cells do um is that they grow and they expand and they grow when we're in love and they expand and they, they compress when we're in fear. And so one of the things in our languaging that I always encourage people to look at is to not use words like I'm going to fight this or I'm challenged um, because that, that is a fear, fear response and your cells actually compress more and, and aren't helping you as much as you can. Um, and so uh, one of the phraseologies you can use is, is you know, I am strengthening. I am uh, feeling great. Um, even if you're not feeling great in the moment, it's giving your body the direction, your cells the direction that we're in a positive space. And, um, you know, it, it is overwhelming sometimes all of the information you're getting in and so on and so forth um but how you talk to your body you don't want to fight anything because because we're not going to fight that you go through fear. it you go through it you go you through pa- it, it and, passes and, hopefully yeah absolutely and it's, it's even field. more than hope it's it's understanding that you know what is is right now and, and that's just what is. You know, we're not going to ignore it. We're not going to say, oh, gee, it doesn't exist. It's there. Um, but what we can do is say, time for you to leave. You know, it's okay to go. Body, you know, go ahead and, and discard it. Uh, whatever you need to do. But yes. but watch your words uh, because people really do want to get into that fight and that challenge and so forth. And no, you know what? You're just going through that's a That's a waste of time and energy. It really is. It really is. And I so appreciate that you understand that because, because you are helping people who are listening right now who are in the same situation. Yes. And, you know, they're scared and, and they're fighting it and, and so forth. And, and sometimes people make um, decisions that are not for their uh, better, better health um, because they're in fear. And, and remember what fear stands for. It's forgetting every available resource. And it's that strength that's inside of you. It's that health that's inside of you that can go ahead and dismiss the cancer from your body and go on. You know, every day is a normal life. Don't make it an unnormal life. Make it a normal life. And um, it's just something that is right now. You know, years ago, 
when I was in my late 20s, I had both forms of lupus. And the doctors only gave me a few years to live. And it took out my right kidney. I had heart attacks, you know, ulcerations throughout my body. Um, and But at no time did I feel like, oh, this is going to take me down or listen to all of the stuff going on around me. It was a conversation between my body and I. What's the emotion that created this lupus? And with cancer, with every single person, it's also a specific emotion. Work with it. Even if you just get color work, um, you know, write my office. I'll be more than happy to send you a free MP3 download and give you an idea of what I'd like you to work on um, with the emotion to help um, just uh, move this cancer out of your body. Very kind of you, Patty. Thank you. Richard, I am a cancer survivor, and uh, think about over the weekend here the word trust. Trust in this process, trust in a, um, a loving energy that surrounds you, and trust in your, uh, your medical team. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Thank you for calling, Richard. Great to have you on the show, Richard. Thank you so much. Uh, Patty, the show is almost over here. Uh, so what I'd like to do, I oftentimes try to, to have questions in my mind. I'm going to ask a guest. You are an old friend. It feels just so comfortable being with you. Uh, I'd like to have you take a moment and think about all the people listening and speak from Patty Conklin's heart to their heart. Oh, goodness. 2020 is going to be an amazing year. And and what I mean by that is it's going to be a year of understanding balance. Some of us may uh, feel like we've got to work with it. Some may feel like it's an easy thing to do. But 2020 is a year of balance. I think that it's important for everyone to understand your body, I mean, not only nutritionally feed it healthy, but get your mindset healthy. Don't make other people wrong in order to feel right. Allow, understand that there's a bigger picture going on in the universe and that every single soul walking this planet has an opinion and their purpose and, and just work on yourself. Continue to love. If you find yourself in judgment, then understand you're out of balance and, um, and just sit back. And I'm not saying be passive. I'm not saying don't do things. Do the things that you love, but do the things that you love in balance, not to, not to uh, create an off balance in another part of the world. Um, just really work with you. 2020 is going to be a year of me and, and don't be, don't be shy about really going deep in and finding your balance this year. It's important. Beautiful, Patty. I'm going to ask you for your forbearance. We've got one last call we're going to try to squeeze in here. And okay. uh, this is uh, John. John, thank you for calling in. We are going to have to keep this to about two minutes. So, John, thank you. Here's Patty. Okay. Uh, thank you. I'll... I'll... Hi, I'll, I'll be really quick. I just said just some things I want to say. Uh, the I am, I, I was say, I am unable to afford uh, proper health care. <laughs> I am yeah. 
politically motivated. I am voting for Bernie Sanders this year. Thank you. <laughs> okay, well, uh, Patty, again, uh, it's always a pleasure to be with you and to experience um, the depth of who you are. I would hope that, that we've opened a door to many people listening that will be curious about your work. Um, the book that Patty has written is God Within, The Day God's Train Stopped. Her website is very vibrant. It's pattyconklin.com. And the color works is a really uh, interesting process that I invite you to check out. Um, I use it periodically. Mom used it. I would invite you also to use it. Patty, thank you from, from all of us here at KZUM. What a wonderful person and friend you are. Thanks for being here today. Much love to you and all your listeners, Scott. Thank you so much. Stay tuned for Beta Radio. And we've got uh, a couple of people out there. I don't know if I should use their names or not. So um, they are both intelligent women. And uh, I'm going to kick on Yellow Mike. And who is this? This is Deb. Hi, Hi, Deb. Hi, Scott. And I just wanted to let you and Jim know that we're doing the the Beignet reboot today. And my first song I selected specifically with you two in mind. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, cool. Okay. I can't wait for this. So we got some Cajun Zydeco coming up here. Yes, we do. Okay. Next week's guest is going to be Jan Lindgren. And we'll be talking about dream interpretation, understanding this guidance that comes to us every night, folks. And along with Patty Conklin, Jan is one of my favorite guests. So I am just in in perfection here, back to back, two of my favorite people. Um, thank you guys and gals for all that you've done doing, uh, during 2019. And Jim and I really appreciate knowing that you're out there. Um, this has got to be sort of feeling like a family. And we've got some great adventures coming up in 2020 for you. I hope you can stick around for them. Jim, what are you off to do here today? Ah, off to do some some running around and some errands on this wonderful warm afternoon. I'm going to go try to fix a washing machine that's not working. For, for those of you in other parts of the world where it's either much warmer or much colder, it's normally very cold here in Lincoln, Nebraska around this time of year, and we're enjoying temperatures in the high 40s today. Yeah, bright sun. Bright sun. I'm going to take beautiful, it. Beautiful day. Okay, I might even get the Jeep out and have some more fun this week. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay, stay tuned for the Beignet Reboot, and uh, we appreciate you being out there. I'm Scott Colborn, and until next week, walk in beauty.